Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. The number one question you get asked if you work at Cosmo is, what is it really like to work at Cosmo, followed closely by, do you guys test all the sex positions? Well, speaking to the first question, I thought I would bring in a few friends, my lovely coworkers, to help me answer that question. With the new series, So Cosmo, premiering on Wednesday, February 8th at 8 p.m. on E!, what better way to get excited for the premiere than to bring the cast in to talk about it? I'm Elisa Benson. This is Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour Podcast. And today we're talking about what I guarantee will be your new favorite reality show, So Cosmo. Joining me in the Happy Hour studio today is Cosmopolitan's executive beauty director, Leah Wire. Hi, Leah. Hey, you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Leah, we've worked together for so long. Oh, my God. We're like... Oh, how long? I felt old talking about I it. I know, I know. My, You were at Cosmo when I got there, which was like four years ago. We're lifers. Oh, my God. I feel like it's been like 10 years, yeah, but not 10 really. 10 years, exactly. <laughs> 10 years. Oh, my God, now we really sound old. Um, also in the room with Cosmo's bookings director, Stephen Brown, who actually I've also worked with forever. We Hi, have. Stephen. Hi, how are you? Stephen, I run into you more than like any other. Like, don't you feel like we're like weirdly in the same schedule? I see schedule? you every day, yeah, no matter what. Like, like every time you're like smoking behind the railroad tracks after school. <laughs> sort something like that. Yeah, exactly. And our fourth and final Cosmo panelist for the day is brand coordinator Deandra Barnwell. Hi, Deandra. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And A little congested today, so don't mind my man voice. No, you have like sexy podcast oh, voice. I'll take it. I almost said sexy radio voice, like this I'll was like 1950 <laughs> or something. This is a podcast, not radio. Um, Deandra, I feel like one of the things we need to get off the way right out of the get out <laughs> get I, out of the way right off the bat is okay. that this is actually not your so Cosmo is not your first reality show. It's not. You it's not. got your job at Cosmo on reality TV. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. I called Joanna my fairy godmother because she plucked me from obscurity and put me on television and here we are again. And here we are again. And did you, you've been at Cosmo, what, three years now? Four. Four years. Four years. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, so you're basically a reality TV veteran at this point. At this point. At yeah. this point. So, <laughs> okay, can, to start with, So Cosmo, we already said, is premiering this week, reality show about the fabulous life-work balance of being an editor at Cosmo. Um, Leah, starting with you, since you we've already established you're basically a Cosmo lifer, when did you sort of first start hearing like rumors that this show might happen? Um, what was your sort of initial like feeling about it? I remember Joanna calling a few of us into the conference room, I think when it was sort of a little more developed than a germ of an idea, but still not no commitments yet. And she just wanted to float the idea by some of us to just say like, 
is it a good idea or is it a crazy idea? Like, and then I just remember at the very end, am I allowed to swear? Oh yeah. At the very end, she was just like, uh, we just batted around like the good, the bad, the ugly, and then at the end, she was like, oh fuck, it, let's just do it. And so then we were like, okay, let's do it. And then I think like over the course of the next couple of months, it was so many ups and downs. Like one day we thought it was on, one day we thought it was off, and it just kept going on like that. And then they came in to film the pilot, and we were like. Okay, okay, let's do it. <laughs> One thing that really surprised me was I had no idea that it, it had been in development, I mean, for years. Like, mm-hmm. it takes a long time to get a show on the air. Um, so I feel like that whole process from Joanna sort of having that, like, germ of an idea and being in conversation with E to filming the pilot, and then E essentially makes a decision based on that to pick it up, and then you guys filmed eight episodes, which, as we said, premiere this week. That is a long process. Um, which I think is a little surprising because watching the show, it feels, I don't know, even though I know that you guys filmed it a few weeks ago, I'm like, oh my God, it's happening now. I'm seeing the drama unfold before my eyes. <laughs> um, so your initial reaction, it sounds like, was let's do it. I think we were all sort of in, I mean, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think from the start, we were all so excited about it. I mean, like reality TV at this point is just like a mainstay like it's just it's not like it was a decade ago where it was sort of cheesy like now it's just like fun and cool and there's like you see yourself and people on TV and we just felt like we do live really cool fun lives but we also live very real lives and I think like the fact that they were going to put both of those next to each other made the show seem much more fresh to me than a lot of like templated sort of predictable reality shows yeah absolutely absolutely Um, and so Stephen and Deandra, do you guys remember your first thoughts about like being approached to do this? I think we're both really excited. I think it was a balance of yeah. realizing um, that it was going to deal with part of your personal life. It wasn't like we were signing on to do Girls Gone Wild. Right. So it was exciting to showcase what we do every day for work. And then the personal life it was fine to show it but um you had to think about it before signing on to it because you couldn't just show half of your life right right right. well i think the number one thing that people always ask about reality tv show is there's a this obsession about like how real is it you know deandra can you speak to that at all how real did the show feel well you have to think the reason why we had the show in the first place is because we already had a story to tell and to portray and um e came and bunna murray came in with the idea of a ready-made story so there's nothing that they really had to produce everything you see is real it's just of course you know you have to have schedules you have to figure things out but you are getting the real very exciting aspects of each of our lives and I think that's what makes it so great and I think like I can speak to this being a person who also works at Cosmo and I have to say that's actually something a lot of my friends have just asked me is like does everyone on the show as the trailers have been out and everything does everyone at the show really work at Cosmo and I'm like uh yeah I've worked with those people for ages I see them all the time Mm -hmm. um so I think that was funny that people are almost like questioning that from the very beginning like do those people really work at Cosmo it's like they're not paid actors yeah their (laughs) names have been on the map heads for years but um I think you know Leah to your point at the beginning like you guys do fabulous stuff in your lives like it is a part and I think it's weird because we all take our jobs seriously so you get a little used to it and like you know no one is like having a meltdown every time you meet a celebrity because it's a part of the job and it almost becomes routine but for people who aren't in this world it's like it is very cool that you guys get to go to fashion week that you get to go to these 
photo shoots that you get to go to sort of these like star-studded events. So even though to all of us that's kind of like a regular day's work, there is such a glamour in it. Yeah, and I think the print side of any sort of big brand and publication is still a little bit um, like shrouded in secrecy a little bit like there hasn't been a reality show in such a long time about a magazine I mean really The Hills was the original and it didn't show a huge amount of like what it takes to make it in a right so I do think it's like finally time to do this and it's sort of time to pull the curtain and really show how interesting and cool and sexy and glamorous certain you know our lives are for sure um and i think a lot of different print magazines are as well i think ours is like at a new level because we have such a you know basis in a lot of taboo and cool and crazy topics at cosmo which makes it all the more interesting and juicy right and i think i think the hills is a good point because like of course we all think about that and lauren conrad but like you know that was such a difference because at the point you know in some ways i thought on the hills that the career aspects were sort of the most interesting storylines as Mm -hmm. the show evolved Mm -hmm. but you know Lauren Conrad was already a reality TV star Mm -hmm. when she entered into that so I have no inside intel into how real or fake you know her (laughs) job working in a magazine was but that's really different than you guys who as we've already established are old AF and have been working at Cosmo (laughs) watch what you say we literally (laughs) had the cameras set up in our office for three months every single day. There was maybe one or two days they weren't in the office during the week. Yeah. But besides that, they covered every day. And so did you guys feel like I remember one of the things that the people from E! had said in one of the early meetings is sort of like, you'll basically forget about it immediately. And I think as a person who watches reality TV, you're like, what are these, what crazy things are these people doing on camera? Like, don't they have parents? Don't they know? (laughs) But did you guys feel like that was actually true? Like, you basically forgot the cameras were rolling? 100%. After the third day, I... I mean, for forgot me, they were there. I don't. Yeah. For me, I didn't. I was always conscious that they were there, but I think it got to a certain point. It's like, well, this is me. This is what I signed mm-hmm. up for. Yeah. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So, and by that time, you know, you're filming with someone or people for a course of three months. You become family. So yeah. it didn't matter that I was naked in a bubble bath with four men in the room. It was just like <laughs> they've seen Kardashian boobies all the time. It doesn't matter what it. What is you know? It's just what's the big now? deal? Exactly. Spoiler alert! It just is what it is. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Um, one of the things I had noticed, and I got to film a few scenes with you guys, which was super fun, and I hope they all end up on the cutting room floor. But um, one of the things that I really noticed is being a person that got to drop in a few times over these three months that you guys were filming was how BFF you guys all seemed with the crew, mm-hmm. and I feel like that was interesting because from an outside perspective, there's this feeling of like the producers are out to get you or like, you know, like you guys are being manipulated, but it was so clear watching that you guys loved the people from E that you were working. And I'm not saying this is like hashtag ad or hashtag spawn or anything like that. It was just clear you guys were buddies with these oh, yeah. people. I think a few of them I was super close with and one of them told me one of the, something <laughs> I'm scared of. He goes, we're friends now, but once the show airs, you're not going to want to talk to me ever again. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. We'll see. Oh my God, so all the manipulation will still... But yeah. it was very collaborative though, because we are also journalists and producers, you know, by, in, in our trade. So I think that 
they really listened to what we had to say and our ideas. So it was very, it was very much a team effort, which was nice. Right. That's a good point. Like we working at Cosmo, it's like we're all kind of storytellers. Totally. Like you think about the way something totally. comes together and kind of get it. I mean, I think they respected us more too because we weren't dying to be famous and yeah. doing things mm-hmm. for the thrill. Yeah. So they really respected us as we respected them. Yeah. And I think again, that's kind of what makes this show a little different is that it is it does really have this like professional tie. Some reality shows I won't mention any names are really only about people that want to be famous mm-hmm. for like flipping tables or whatever it is. Does anyone flip a table in Zo no. Cosmo? Maybe in our minds. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe season Maybe two. Maybe dancing on a table. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's fine. That's normal. Um, but so speaking of manipulative editing and all other sorts of drama, um, Deandra, Steven, there's a little bit of drama in the first episode between you guys. But you know, I think it you, continues. Yeah, it's not just the first episode, honey. That is setting the precedent for <laughs> okay. season one of So Cosmo. So how <laughs> awkward do you guys feel being in the same room not right at now? All. Not, not at, at all. all. No. Zero awkwardness. Um, Leah, I also love the part in the trailer that's been circulating where you're like, there's a storm coming. <laughs> and I feel like it's like the Cosmo version of like winter is coming. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, that had to do with the hurricane that basically like, like a literal storm. It was a literal storm yeah. that threatened a shoot that we were working on. And there's like, I think, many episodes that's kind of, you know, play a, a around that. Um, but I thought like the funniest part that I said, <laughs> which got cut, was that you were like, I ha- we, I, I don't want to let these hair and makeup people go because, <laughs> like, and I was Steven? like, there's a storm it's is coming. Storm. And I was like, the jig is up. <laughs> <laughs> and then they cut it out. I was like, that's the funniest part. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's like New York problems, having to worry about things like weather. I feel like those West Coast uh, we so like sad. never have to deal. It's true. <laughs> Um, so Leah, you've seen the first episode. It's out now. What was your reaction to seeing it? Like, how surreal was that to see after three months of filming to finally see the first official episode out there in the world? It really, I mean, it was totally surreal. Deandra and I got to see it the night before we were doing pro, uh, promotions at TCA out in LA or in Pasadena, and um, that's like a critics sort of um, the television trade. Yeah, yeah. Right. Associate. exactly. Association. Yep. Okay. They all get to preview it, and then we got to sit on a panel and answer any questions that they had. And I was like so nervous watching it because even though we lived it and we sort of knew what was going to happen at least in the first episode yeah. because we had heard things from the producers and you know um it was it is super surreal to watch it all go down and to just watch like how produced like how highly produced and yeah. in a really really well done way it turned out. Like it didn't feel cheesy it felt really well done totally. really professional really slick right. um, I think you can even tell from a lot of the promos that are running on they're e, so slick they're so yes. slick I've never seen the Cosmo no, office high brown like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I think like seeing that it put a lot of maybe a little like nervousness it a little was, anxiety to rest that you know we really they did treat this super professionally right. and um I mean, obviously, it's entertainment at the end of the day. So there are certainly going to be things that come up, I'm <laughs> sure, throughout the season that will be like, Arr. right. Um, but we felt, I, I at least felt really comfortable with it. And it had captured what actually happened in yeah. the sort of glamour. I mean, it's Cosmo. very visceral in a way because the first yeah. episode, I mean, this is sort of out there already, but the first episode, Joanna 
reveals that she is taking a bigger job within Hearst and that she was no longer she'll no longer be our editor. And watching that, I don't know if you can say the same, Stephen, but I was like PTSD. Like my yeah. stomach was sick, and I was like, oh my god, I'm reliving totally. this all over we again. Were it was really, really weird. <laughs> and we were like thinking like people might not think this was real. Like we got a heads up, we did not. Not right. Was a and that was our surprise. first day of filming. And so. I just want to like to put that in perspective a little bit. Like that wasn't just shocking. Like you guys were actually reacting to it, you know, on reality TV as a big plot twist. I mean, that was like shocking across mm-hmm. the industry. Like that is a major deal when an editor in chief of an iconic magazine like Cosmo gets a new job. That's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was your guys' first day of filming. And then of course, Michelle Promaleko, the new editor in chief coming in. Um, yeah, I can imagine, you know, you guys think you're signing up to do this reality show that Joanna has really been involved with. And then all of a sudden you have a new boss. <laughs> Right. Yes. So a lot of the first couple of episodes are just about like survival, you know, right. like and and that was to think back on those those, you know, three months that we were filming and you're trying to sort of put out this calm, cool and collected personality and feeling to this new boss of yours so that she feels you're competent enough to keep your job but you're also signed up for this thing that you know she didn't really right. sign on for and <laughs> right. so you're split it's it was a wild it roller wild. coaster for all of us you know where you're where you're trying to do a job that you committed to but also trying to really sell yourself and being on a job interview every single day for like three months. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And like obviously spoiler alert, you guys are all still here, but just to be completely frank, like we all know in the industry, it's very typical when a new editor in chief comes in charge, comes, you know, into power for her to bring a lot of her own people, a mm-hmm. lot of editors that she's used to working with. So that means a lot of people lose their jobs. So it's not, you know, again, like you, you know, you guys kind of alluding to like this might look like it was drama just for the show, but it's like that is real. It was real. Oh, yeah. To keep your job every day. Also, there is a, you know, I mean, we have come to know and love Michelle, but there was a true, you know, fall on a sword mentality for Joanna that right. we all had. And so that was very emotional to go through that and to lose somebody that you're you know, you're so used to working for and right. that was that was it was a very emotional experience. Right. Anybody who's ever had a boss that they loved who was really amazing like knows what that's like. I mean, it feels like your family to have that person leave you. You're like, "Oh my gosh, now I'm out here like figuring it out all on my own." Yeah. Right. For sure. Um, so this is a perfect opportunity, I think, for us to ring up one of our friends at E! and to get all the dirt about how you guys were cast, how this show cast. Again, you work here, but you know what I mean. Um, and sort of give us a little bit of that E! point of view on how the show um, came to light. Let's do it. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Now we have on the line executive producer of So Cosmo, Rob Bagshaw. Hi, Rob. How are you? Hey, Elisa. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for being our, like, person from E! coming on the line to tell us all the secrets that these guys haven't already been divulging. <laughs> You're so, welcome. Well, we have lots of secrets. I can tell you all of them. So, yes. Uh, yes. So, you know, to start with Rob, tell us, how does a massive hit show like So Cosmo, like, how does that go from being a crazy idea that Joanna has to something that's airing on E! and, like, a real thing? Well, quite honestly, um, and we develop a lot of TV shows from idea all the way through to them premiering on uh, on different networks. They usually do take a long time. 
And even with this show that was such a no-brainer when Joanna and I first spoke about it, it still took, I would say, nearly two years from having that initial conversation through to the series premiering on uh, February the 8th on E. So we did uh, a sort of a sizzle, a little tester, uh, a pilot, if you will, um, just to make sure that the stories that we wanted to follow were exactly what uh, the E audience would want to see. And uh, it was pretty much a no-brainer from there. The execs at E totally saw uh, a perfect marriage with the, the demographic. You know, the E viewer and the Cosmo reader are very similar. And once we really understood the roles that each of the, the staff members who are our main, main cast in So Cosmo, um, what they actually do and how we could transfer that from an office environment or a, a magazine environment through to a, a television show, then it all came together relatively quickly from there. And what was it about Cosmopolitan that would make that made you think like this would be a great TV show? Like what was kind of the X factor? To be honest, it's our cast. I mean, oh. Joanna. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Yeah, it's, I mean, it all everything stems from Joanna, as, uh, as Stephen and Leah and Deandra will tell you. You know, she is a, a fearless leader and a force of nature, and uh, a fantastic character, of course, for a, for a TV show. But but frankly, anyone who is a fan of a, of a magazine would be interested to know the behind the scenes stories on on how those features are put together. But that doesn't necessarily make a good t- television show. People make great television mm. shows. And the, the staff um, and the characters, if I can call you guys that, that work <laughs> at, at Cosmo um, are fantastic fun. You know, this wouldn't have worked with, with several other magazines, you know. Right, those uh, you know, boring I, I other magazines. Of, well, yeah, and Co- Cosmo is so perfect to translate to, um, to television just because it, it encompasses so much of popular culture and what's happening now from music and fashion and beauty and celebrities and sex and relationships and and career and just getting on in life but also um and obviously Stephen and deandra and leah can uh, can tell you a little bit more about this i saw that joanna allows everyone to bring bring it literally bring it to work you know the issues that people are having in you know their personal lives and their everyday life that normally you are not allowed to bring to the office right whatever job you do you're not allowed to take your baggage to work but joanna encourages it at cosmo because it does inspire features that uh, end up in the pages of the magazine and so for a tv show you know it's, you know you don't want to do just a dry sort of workplace documentary, um, that's not going to be relatable or interesting to, to viewers across the country and, and internationally. But when you see that these people are opening up their lives and are inspired, bringing that, those issues into the workplace to talk about them and then inspiring stories that end up in the magazine, then I can see a fantastic storyline that we can follow that's not only exciting and glamorous, but it is really relatable to the viewer at home. So that's one of the reasons why we wanted to jump on, you know, behind the scenes at Cosmo, as well as, you know, the absolute circus that is that <laughs> Cosmo office. It, you know, jo- I came to meet Joanna, you know, we've been friends for a few years on another, from another show. I came in to talk to her about doing a TV project and then just experiencing what that Cosmo office is like with celebrities coming in and out, beauty products everywhere, people having a lot of fun, trying on clothes, talking about, you know, the issues of the day, whether it's, you know, what some celeb has tweeted or what's happening in the White House, you know, 
that was so exciting an environment to see that I wanted to put that on screen. And that's why we wanted to do So Cosmo. Yeah. And I think, first of all, two things that I that I totally agree with you about. One, anyone that has ever had a conversation with Joanna Coles that lasts more than five minutes, you know that you end up just telling her like all of your personal secrets and your entire yeah, life story. Yeah. You're and part, she- You're part terrified and you're part... Um, Juice and, right. You know. <laughs> and she just like I think Joanna has that such journalism background where she's so curious about people that I feel like I always end up I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I talking to Joanna about my like ex-boyfriend who I like <laughs> whatever? <laughs> but so yeah, she is so good at bringing that out of people. But also I think we had kind of talked about this earlier before we jumped on the phone with you, but working at Cosmo, you almost get desensitized to how fabulous it is, but it really I mean it is true. It's like celebrities are always popping by men taking off their shirts like that really is the life and we're so used to it but there's a lot there that is really fun and fabulous for sure um what made doing the so cosmo show difficult because one thing we also said before we jumped on the phone with you is that of course everyone here really works at cosmo like these people have jobs did that sort of present any challenges when you needed to film a certain scene and leah's like uh i have like five beauty stories i have to edit by the end of the day uh, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> these, are, for sure. um, these are these are professional, you know, individuals. They have a, a real job. You know, we we do lots of great fun TV shows with people where, you know, we shoot for eight weeks, let's say, for eight episodes. That's roughly an, ep- an episode a week. And sometimes our, our cast are available to us twenty four seven. But that's not always the case, you know. And these guys have a, a real job to do, and that is their priority, as it should be. And to a certain degree, we want to be a fly on the wall and just observe what happens. But everybody in this day and age knows, you know, when a TV crew comes in to follow your life, you know, that does, you know, take up a lot of your time. And we had to really pick and choose which uh, parts of people's lives we were going to follow, both in the office and outside. Because, you know, Stephen and Deandra and Leah will tell you, we go home with these guys too. And we see a little bit about, you know, their lives outside of work. Uh, or certainly outside of the office, because I know it's almost 24-7. So we really had to collaborate um, with their time and be respectful that they still have a job to do. And sometimes we're following that job, and sometimes we're asking them to come, hey, you know, come film with us for the evening or the weekend, or, or we want to jump on one of your photo shoots. So to a certain degree, we thought that we would go in, find out what everybody's doing, you know, during that eight-week period, and then as producers, we would choose the storylines or the projects that we would want to follow. But it never really works like that. And actually, this is probably the most collaborative experience that we've had on a, a documentary series because we had to work together. You know, the cast of the show are real young editors creating, you know, the, the content for the magazine. And we needed access to those. You know, we wanted to get on that celebrity cover shoot. We wanted to find out what new products, you know, Leah was, was talking to different brands about. And we couldn't do that um, by ourselves without, you know, the participation and the collaboration from from our cast. So right. that was that was something that I wasn't really expecting to do as much. And we ended up working together, hopefully, you know, really well. And sometimes, as producers, you have to know when to step back and say, "Hey, fair enough. You guys have got a really busy day. It's not appropriate for for us to be here at this moment." Um, you know, if we knew that there was something really juicy, of course, that we wanted to follow for our viewers, then it was a conversation. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, no, I want to stay here while you're completely stressed out and having a meltdown in your and office. And the cameras back up a little so you don't know they're there and they catch it all. <laughs> that happened to me a few times. Same. All, all your you're meltdowns. Saying, you're saying some Literally, things. you'll see. <laughs> so, honestly, these, Stephen and, and Deandra and Evan, everybody who worked, uh, uh, sorry, everybody who worked, uh, who, who gave up some time and, and allowed us to follow their lives, both at work and at home, you know, we're so grateful to that because, you know, as producers, we work with uh, celebrities, we work with, you know, high profile people, people who have jobs, people who, who don't, you know, it is very stressful to have a camera follow you uh, in general, you know, whether it's for five minutes or whether it's for eight weeks, let alone when you're doing your job and letting, mm. let alone in an environment that it's, that it's as busy and exciting and high profile and intimidating and hard as, as Cosmopolitan magazine can be. So you, you don't get anything if you push without uh, asking permission, being respectful, knowing when to step back. That's what real unscripted or reality producers know. That comes from you know, experience of working with people from all, you know, all walks of life. You have to be respectful of somebody's you know, personality and situation on the day. And it, it could change, you know, within five minutes. And if somebody had a real issue with us, us filming, you know, we would, we would step back or we would have a conversation and still find a way to get the most interesting story for the audience but not kill anyone in the process, you know? Right, right. No one no one died. We'll just, spoiler alert, no one died <laughs> while making no so one died in the making of this show. <laughs> but season two remains to be seen. Um, Rob, oh, before, we, yeah, before we have to let you go, um, just one last question. What was the most surprising thing for you about, like, any really surprising moments that stuck out to you from filming? Yeah, I'd, I'd say that when you have these great glossy magazines that are, that are monthly, everybody knows there's a lot of preparation that goes into them, a huge amount of work. Um, and a lot of people would think that, that magazines have this long lead-in process, that they're working you know, two or three months out because it has to be published and gets on the stands or goes digitally. But I think one of the surprising aspects is just how contemporary you guys are. You know, you're, you're producing the magazine so far in advance, but you are hugely reactionary, I'd say, to events that are happening live, you know, every, every day. You have Cosmo.com, you have all the social media platforms, there's, you know, Cosmo Snapchat platform, everybody's Instagram feeds, which are actually a story on the show because that's how people communicate these days. So I'd say one of the most surprising is just how, how immediate Cosmo is, sure. um, how you know, contemporary you guys are, much more than we expected from a, a traditional magazine. So once we, we came into the Cosmo world and, and saw that and saw how you guys can react to a story that's, that's within the news, you know, within 15 minutes by putting it on your social media platforms, we had to include that world in the show because, you know, we wanted to reflect just how contemporary Cosmo is. So I'd say that, that was surprising. Yeah, it's really 24-7 around here, as we all know. <laughs> Some enjoy Instagram more than others. So. <laughs> Some. <laughs> Some. <laughs> well, Rob, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And I'm going to say thank you to you guys, too, for supporting the show and to Deandra and Stephen and Leah for being, you know, so open to, to working with us. We had an absolute blast. We did. You know, so fun. Show. Yeah, we love you. Thank so you. We, we all did. I think, it, I think it totally shows on screen. You know, So Cosmo is very fun to watch. It's a lot funnier than we thought as well because, you know, a lot of stuff goes down on the show and you get to see 
some real behind the scenes on how things are done, but also how, how people cope with these situations. And I think the viewers will really find a lot of that relatable, even if they, you know, they don't work in this, this glamorous world. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, sort of life lessons that you learn or you can, you can observe from seeing these guys in action. And that, that takes a lot of balls and a lot, you know, a lot of guts for these guys to do it. So we had a great time and we can't wait to, to show it to the world. Thanks Thank so much, you. Rob. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Go Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Um, so fun to talk to Rob. I feel like I can tell he was obsessed with all of you guys. <laughs> that actually like warmed my heart. Aww. He's like, you guys were so great. I loved you all. And also I like how he was like, some magazines would be too boring to do this with. He's right. He's right. Any other magazine. Any exactly. other magazine. Um, so before we have to go, um, want to just sort of ask you guys to put each other on the spot. And we basically have some So Cosmo superlatives. Steven, going to start with you because I know you want to stir up some drama. Who was the biggest diva on set? Uh, I think it would be me. <laughs> no? Yeah, he's just beating not, us to the punch. But not in a bad way, though. Not no. in a bad way. Not at all. Every show needs a diva. I'm totally. not rude. I'm just particular. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. it is. Right. Is that like your, um, your, like, your reality TV show, you know, slogan? You know, you always do that like, catchphrase. The, another cast member hates when I say that because he's like, you're just rude. Like, like when someone <laughs> were to say that, you're just rude. But I'm not rude. I'm, you're just, the funniest I'm a little difficult. Is the, I don't know if it's on the first episode or not, but there's a funny part where James is um, at Stephen's apartment and he talks about how Stephen says, uh, well, I'm not afraid to apologize. And James is like, well, in that case, I think you owe me 100 apologies. Yes, a lot of apologies. <laughs> so I go because I said I was never I was like, never afraid to be the, the I'm never afraid to apologize. Right. Right. He's like, well, in that case, you owe me quite a few apologies. <laughs> Years of apologies. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, Leah, who is the most likely to get their own spinoff? Oh, my God. We joke about Dee getting her own spinoff with Evan. Um, <laughs> the life and drama. It's called DNE plus three. We already oh named it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Triplets on the way. Yeah. Congratulations. Spoiler. She looks really good <laughs> exactly. for being pregnant. <laughs> um, Dee, who would you say is the show's villain if there is one? <laughs> Villain. You know, I don't think we have a villain. I think we have a villain. Stevie's a little bit of a I mean, villain. Okay. <laughs> I, I hear that laugh. Hear I, that laugh. I say Stevie, but in like, yeah, but you know why? <laughs> you know what you did. <laughs> but not in like, oh my god, I hate. Like, we're still friends. Like, it's not like that. We're all still. We're a family. You know, family. it's like. It's just like each other sometimes. Yeah. Real moments of tension. Real moments of it. tension. Yeah, that's it. But I wouldn't say there's like a real villain. No. Like he's right. going around making people cry and feel bad. No. Only me one time. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Well, that was actually Stephen. I was going to ask who was um, the most likely to cry on the show. Deandra. Oh yeah, but I'm most likely Biggest to cry, cry all the time in life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No shame, no shame. No shame. No shame. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Leah, who was most often running late? Mm. Adam? <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe Adam. He's the one, if you guys have seen the trailer, that Joanna immediately calls out for being a hot mess mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds more fabulous, of course, as always in her British accent. Totally. He's just like, he, he definitely was kind of always coming to and fro and 
like, ooh, in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So on a final note, I would love for you guys to each say, to end on a moment of happiness instead of drama and tension, <laughs> one thing that you learned about the other person through filming. Dee, do you want to start? Ooh, no. One thing you learned think about this. About, okay. I need, like, we need the about music. About in here? Yeah, one thing you learned about Steven that surprised you, one thing you learned about Leah. Leah, not that surprised me, but I think I went to her a lot, even, like, behind the scenes, like, as a mentor. And this is a woman who's very busy and doesn't have time to do that. So super, super supportive and encouraging, like, in, like, the biggest way, like, imaginable. Especially for me, like, during dark times and it wasn't all like glitz and glam the whole time you know there were some dark moments you're filming real moments that are happening in your life and sometimes there are sunny days and sometimes there are cloudy days and I'd have to say super supportive yeah um Steven I have to say (laughs) (laughs) um I think you and I were like the most excited in the beginning when we found out about the show and I remember he and I would like do like digging and it was fun to do that with him so I would have to say like enthusiastic and just like supportive like Steven was like never too cool for school about being excited with me about the show and I think that I just like to know every detail about <laughs> right. anything no, it doesn't totally. matter like, if I would like I felt the same way so super super like excited and enthusiastic and I like seeing that and also like soft sides too which oh. I think a lot of people don't get to see but I have witnessed those sides of Steven and I have to say they're my fave mm-hmm. oh. you know the soft side is real despite the tension you guys had okay Steven what about you Something you discovered about these two while filming? Uh, Deandra, sh- her hair looks really good, curly and straight. Oh my gosh! Totally, thanks. That is like the most fascinating thing about watching the trailers so far. It's right? like the million hairstyles. Yeah, of D. I went for it. Uh, Leah, Leah and I are already so close. I don't know if you're so good with balancing your time. Aww. I think that's something that's like really hard to do and to have really strong relationships and be present and then still juggle everything. Thanks, I think th- I think that's it opened my eyes more to how well she's able to do it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um okay, so for Deandra, I'd have to say I, you know, we don't work together on a daily basis. I think I was most impressed, especially a couple of weeks ago when we traveled together to do the promotions, how um sort of just telegenic and kind of soundbitey that she actually is and obviously you know you've done this for a long time a lot longer than a lot of us so it was really impressive to me to see somebody at such a young age be able to speak so eloquently and off the cuff and there were a lot of crazy (laughs) things we had to do for those promos and you know role-playing moments and things like that and she was just really quick and easy and tight to you know Sound bites are tough, so Thank I feel you. like you're you're super professional in that area. Thank and Stephen, a little to reiterate what um, Deandra said. I mean, I always knew this about you because we've had little moments. Um, you know, Stephen puts out a tough a tough <laughs> exterior to the world, but he's a mush ball on the inside. <laughs> and what I loved was getting to see some of that play out on camera because you know there was a moment bef- before we started filming where like I lost my cell phone in a cab and Stephen was like this is what we have to do. We have to like ring the bell on your phone and do send the signal and then track down the cab Anything driver. To find a phone. You got to give him 50 bucks. And like, you know, he like took me to the corner and like met the cab driver. And he, that is who he is. 
but not a lot of people people know that and so I think that a lot of that came out in the show where you got to see this like soft side to him did it I, <laughs> I, I hope I mean, it did I think so okay good I do you were both a little bit of the villain and the secret mush ball yes that's a good position to be in I'm not mad at it <laughs> <laughs> well I guess it all remains to be seen mm-hmm. you guys have only seen the first episode so far mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Right. So every Wednesday, I know what you guys will be doing. Yeah. Oh, God. Cringing. So, cringing. Praying. <laughs> um, that's like always the, even doing the podcast. It's like we all know the worst thing is like hearing your voice. Um, so I'm sure on television that will be times a thousand. Mm-hmm. But I can't wait to see it. I know all of these guys listening are going to be so excited to see it every Wednesday on E starting officially on February 8th. 8 p.m. And you guys should definitely follow all of these people in the room on Instagram. Do you guys want to shout out your handles real quick? Sure. At Leah Wire. At Stephen Brown. At DeAndra Barnwell. Oh, that was easy. (laughs) And I'm, as always, at Elisa Benson. But thank you guys so much for joining. I can't wait to watch the show. I've been so excited. And it's been so fun to sort of observe this whole process of you guys turning into reality stars. (laughs) I can't wait till you're all Kim Kardashian. You too, Elisa. I was just going to say, get ready, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, And thank you all, as always, for tuning in to Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour podcast every week. Please share it and like it and rate it and do all those podcasts things and let us all know what you think of the show and I will see you guys next week bye (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.